Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode one of the To Be Fair podcast. On today's lineup, we got NFL playoff talks and championship previews. Uh, we also got NBA headlines and James Harden's fat suit. Uh, also, MLB free agency. Are the, are the wheels finally turning? We're we starting to see some action in the world of baseball. That's all coming up here on episode one of To Be Fair. This is the To Be Fair podcast, episode one. It is currently Monday, January 18th, MLK Day. Uh, recording at about 8.30 p.m., so any news that breaks after this is not going to be on this episode, unfortunately. Uh, I'm, I'm Zach. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at TBFZach. We've got, we've got Big Cam out of the nation's capital over here diagonal from me, repping the very nice black Under Armour hoodie, looking mighty spiffy. You can find him on Twitter, at TBF underscore Cam. We have Garrett. Over here at the end of the table with the headset on, looking mighty spiffy in the retro East Carolina shirt. You can find him on Twitter, at GWillowB2. And then directly across from me, we have Beck, diehard Mets guy over here. Very excited about Frankie Lindor. You can find him on Twitter, at Alex underscore O'Brien5. And then here next to me, probably the star of the show, we got at JB Justin Blanton. Uh, Going to be providing some great sports bookie information. Uh, big betting guy. He's got all the knowledge. Uh, and be sure to follow the show on Twitter at To Be Fair Podcast. So, uh, gentlemen, gentlemen, how are we doing today? Doing fantastic, Zach. Thanks for asking. Doing great. Glad, glad everybody's alive after this weekend. We had a heck of a weekend. It was Garrett's birthday this weekend. Yeah, Garrett, was how was wild, your birthday? It was a wild one for sure, man. Wild. How was how was your uh, elbow feeling after Bill's mafia? <laughs> you gave everybody like it was like you were a diehard Bills fan, and everybody in the apartment. What's the table? What's the table? Hey, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. It's your 21st. You got to go all out. That's okay. what I did. You sure did. Uh, also this weekend, uh, our big-time bookie guy that's going to provide all of our betting information finishes in Ugh. the green for the second time ever this week. Everybody give it up for Justin Blanton. A little more than two times, but not much. Not by much. So uh, whatever he says on this show about betting, take it with a grain of salt. Just go the other direction, actually. That not a bad idea. I mean, I, Sometimes. He's struggling. He's figuring it Today's out. Today's not been good. Uh, some great playoff football action. Uh, some interesting matchups this upcoming weekend. We saw, I mean, Friday afternoon, we saw that the Yankees are going to Yankee. They spent their money. Um, went out and got a heck of a deal with DJ LeMahieu, getting him to take his money over time and giving Corey Kluber $10 million. Say, hey, you're old and you're hurt, but I hope you can pitch. Also, I don't think James Harden got off a treadmill for like 72 straight uh, hours. That man, he stayed on it. Let's just say he had the whole fat suit. Yeah, I mean, as a, as a large guy, I'd love to hit up old James and see <laughs> see exactly what it is he did because, I mean, those the, the pictures of him in his last game in Houston versus the pictures of him warming up in his first game in Brooklyn, I mean, it's unbelievable. It looks like he took – I thought it was edited too. Looks I thought like the he first took one out in Houston was. Uh, yes, I mean that's got to be the most, maybe one of the most toxic teammate moves in the history of sports. I mean, putting on every layer, every you go into your locker before pregame shooting around and say, I got about twelve t-shirts. Hey, we're talking <laughs> teammate though. How about Kyrie Irving after returning from his two-week hiatus after purchasing the Floyd family a uh, house over his long lost break? Who knows? I'm missing an action. It's about time I had him on a fantasy team and lost because of him. Well, you 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 plus sports plus money equals 
No, tragedy. Loser. Okay. It's all right, though. Part of sports is things that happen off the court, which is good. And obviously, you should go to right. show that athletes are making a good role model for those who look up to them. Right. Yeah. It's not like he's, you know, well, maybe he is just taking a two-week break. But, I mean, he's, he's doing something somewhat positive. While I mean, they, they don't call him Kooky Kyrie for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, he's waiting on a, uh, maybe he's waiting on an order of Sage to come in before he can start going to arenas again. Shout that out to the Garden. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and start. Uh, let's go ahead and start off. Dive into some NFL playoff talk. Um, pretty interesting weekend. Past weekend with the divisional rounds, uh, we had the battle of the early quarterbacks, and we had Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. Both of them almost AARP qualifying. Uh, the uh, I think I heard if you the combined age of them is eighty five. That's ridiculous. Um, two old guys somewhat getting it done. One of them threw picks and. Did not have the day he wanted to. I mean, they're still slinging the, the skin, man. They're still slinging it. I mean, I we're know. all 19, 20, 21 years old, and it makes me feel old uh, watching Drew Brees getting ready to retire and Tom Brady. I know, these are the guys we watched going up. Yeah, for real. Very yeah. touching, very touching. The, the goats of the century. After the game, you saw Drew Brees' family and his kids uh, talking with Brady. It's, I mean, on the field it's competitive, but off the field it's all love. How cool is that got to be? You're like, boy, it's got to be pretty cool being Drew Brees' son, but, like, yeah. you go out there after a game and you're just – Hanging around on the field, and you're catching touchdown passes from old, old Tom. Old Tom. Old down in there in Tampa Bay. I mean, mine. We had the greatest quarterback of all time is Tom Brady. Yeah, agreed. I mean, that's yeah. not that's not really a hot take. That's pretty agreeable. Some people, some people would uh, refute that though. Hey, I tell you what, don't let, don't let Jacobs listen. I mean, one for one. <laughs> James, yeah. Hey, that's how, I mean, I don't know what the QBR rating on one for one with a touchdown is, but I'd imagine. <laughs> It's after, up there. After all, uh, Jameis being upset all year and uh, sitting on the bench while Taysom Hill took all the reps, I mean, it must be really special to help his team go out there while Taysom Hill is sidelined and throw a touchdown pass. That definitely helps. Is it Jameis' team, team now? Yeah, no, Taysom. Uh, well, it's all Taysom. Taysom apparently told the press that he believed it was his team. That's why he felt he should have gotten the job while Drew Reese was injured. So I'd be really curious to see how that situation turns out over there in New Orleans. I think it's all Taysom. I think Taysom's going to steal the show. And if he does well, he'll – be the long-term quarterback. If not, Jameis will take over midseason. Jameis going to eat the dub, man. Got to give him yeah. a shot. But the thing is, you have to think on Taysom's end. He's been there. He's literally done it all for them, whether it's running yeah, the ball, catching the ball, throwing the ball, trick plays, yada, yada. You think, yeah, yeah. Ta- you think Taysom's accepting if they say, hey, uh, James is going to be under no. center, but we're going to put you at the slot. No. 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 I, don't I mean, if I'm him, I'm going to walk. I did my time under Drew Brees, and now it's my time to shine. So. Agreed. He's he's under contract. I mean, hey, sit out. you see it across all sports. I mean, when people aren't upset, they get out. James Harden, perfect example. If Deshaun Watson can do it. I mean, obviously, Taysom Hill's no Deshaun Watson yet, but, I mean, there's I, there's definitely some teams out there looking for a quarterback. Yeah. Panthers, well, please. Panthers are one of them. Deshaun, somebody. Yeah. Please. Add Deshaun Watson. Come to the Carolina Panthers. So, um, you know, the Chiefs, we saw Mahomes go down, but – a lot, of, a lot of what I've seen is that it, it's not even a concussion. I've seen that it's like a nerve in his neck. Um, and he was doing well after the game, and he was passing all his tests. Um, obviously, huge Im- implications on what happens the rest of the season and if Patrick Mahomes can play this upcoming weekend against uh, Bills Mafia. Um, should be a great game. I think even if they don't have Mahomes, I mean, they've got Tyreek Hill – um, you have plenty of weapons. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not it's not like it's just yeah, Mahomes, I mean, but, I mean, you're missing a once-in-a-lifetime quarterback, potentially. Still got Blemini, Leosi, and Andy Reid. They can obviously scheme something up with. Yeah, I mean, Andy, Andy Reid's the mastermind. 
thing is, though, is if you look at Chad's stats over his career, he's been in the NFL since 2008 and has not had a season where he's had more touchdowns than interceptions. Yeah, which I mean, is definitely extremely alarming, saying he was in the uh, game for about a quarter and a half and ended up throwing picks. Is it Bill's year? Do we, if, I mean, obviously it's going to take a lot. It's going to, I mean, if Mahomes plays this weekend, that's going to be a big speed bump for the Bills. But even if, I mean, there's definitely a lot of people out there that think the Bills could win. They're going to have to if, score. Score yeah. a lot. I mean, they can do that. Yeah. I think it's going to be a shootout. Oh, yeah. I think it's a good game. They, got, they definitely got a chance. I mean. Hit the over. The Bills definitely have the What is the over? Together. I'm checking. Chiefs uh-huh. defense, what they? Browns, I bet it's 60-something. Browns could have had more than 17 points to that game. They had the touchback. That was malarkey. Oh, that touchdown, you're down. It was 24 points. Well, I mean, yeah, they give up that because KC the, gets the ball and goes and puts up three before half, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's – I mean, the Chiefs secondary, though, is definitely going to be getting put to the test against that uh, disgusting receiving core over in uh, Buffalo. With Josh Allen throwing on the ball, I really think anything's possible. Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, all those guys. I mean, even – I mean, Devonta Freeman even signed on a practice squad contract with – the Bills, who knows, maybe he'll get into the scheme. Yeah, that's very true. Veteran piece who uh, has been in the league for a while, definitely respected, could make an impact in uh, these later playoff games. I mean, the over-under for the Bills-Chiefs is 53-and-a-half, and, a half, and that I'd imagine it's if and when Mahomes is confirmed that he'll play, that'll probably uh, go up. Skyrocket. A, go up a few points. But, uh, hey, if you're uh, – this isn't coming from Justin Blanton because I wouldn't take his advice. <laughs> but if you're looking to make a little money – Go ahead and invest at 53 and a half and then uh, see if you can make some money if Mahomes plays. But uh, I want to talk about the uh, Browns-Chiefs game again. I think it's worthy talking about. I think, I mean, how Browns, you, potentially the unluckiest franchise in sports history. How do you history. miss a helmet-to-helmet so blatant? I mean, we got, I mean, I mean, the ref is standing right there. He was the right there. On. I mean, I think uh, Kevin Stefanski's got a heck of a plan in place, and as long as they can keep a budget to where they can keep the young talent that they have – Right now, in time for the next few years, they're going to be able to compete. I mean, they're not in the easiest division, that's for sure. But, um, hey, Cleveland Browns starting to look like a football franchise. Holy shit. Not the same Browns anymore. Not It is not the Cleveland Steamers no more. No, they are not. And considering they uh, moved past the first round without their head coach due to COVID reasons, I mean, that's pretty tremendous in itself. And I feel like you got to keep that chemistry going, just keep letting the ball roll. Everyone count them out versus Steelers. I think they came out. That first quarter was huge for them. Without that, I don't think they pulled it off. That uh, Juju's not liking too much more of a Corvette Corvette after that first round. I don't think no. so. Yeah. I mean, because think, I mean, TikTok, buddy. Steelers, Steelers were a top three defense in the NFL this year, and the Browns put up 48 on them. Yeah, but you got to look where they started on the field a lot of the time. I mean, they're getting – yeah. Yeah, they still score 48. I'm not taking I mean, 28 it. unanswered in the first quarter. I don't care who you're playing. That is impressive. I don't care if you're playing a high school team. You put up 21 – you go up 28-0 at the end of the first, you're impressive. I mean, sp- I mean, just to go off that game, Baker Mayfield, 21 for 34, 263 yards, three tutters, and not a pick. It's impressive. Quite frankly, the Browns played smash-mouth football. Yeah, yeah. Him and the Steelers weren't ready for it. They're too busy on TikTok. That's what that's what they're gonna be. Though. So much whiteboard material. Like just, I mean, it's so. I, it can't be hard to motivate your players if you're Kevin Stefanski. I mean, Juju saying yeah. stuff like the entire league saying, you know, the Browns are the Browns. Yeah. I mean, it, you couldn't they make got, it any easier. They got no pressure. They just gotta come in, play a football game. The Steelers had all the pressure of that. Game. Right. I mean, nobody was expecting the Browns to be twelve and five and in the playoffs. 
I wasn't, I wasn't real impressed with the Steelers, though. I mean, all year long, they were I they mean, started they were hot, undefeated, but, but the offense slipped. Probably the worst undefeated team they out there. Worst, ele- worst 11-0 team out there. Well, they went 11-0, well, they had 11-5. I'm uh, looking at their schedule right now. I think that's right. Yeah. But you had a lot of bad losses in that stretch. Also, you had someone like Eric Ebron, who's really not even that relevant, talking to the press about how they expect them to, like, be doted over when they make the Super Bowl and all that stuff. And I'm like, hey, buddy, you got to make past first round. And quite simply, you lost to the Cleveland Browns. I mean, the Browns. In my opinion, if I'm Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger, I'm like, wow, we really need to look at ourselves and make sure we're working harder next year because clearly they just could not get the job. I mean, these are the, these are the last five games for, uh, for the Steelers this year. You lose at home to Washington football team, and Washington football team really figured it out in the second half, especially that defense. I mean, Chase Young is – this is Chase Young's he's, league. He's good. He's a man. He's a dog. Got Montez Sweat. That whole D-line. That whole front seven is going to be Yeah, good. let's yeah. just say they caused me uh, – being an Eagles fan, you really don't – or even just Philadelphia sports in general, you really don't have a pot to piss in. It's yeah, I mean, you know good. plenty about that. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Steelers ending the season after their – great start you know you lose at home to football team you lose at bills mafia which i mean obviously the bills are a top four team in the nfl but i mean that kind of gave steelers fans a sense i feel like of and we just lost to one of the best teams in the league maybe we uh maybe we weren't as good as we think we are and then uh and then you lose to the bungles right after that by 10 points and they were joe burrowless that game too weren't they yeah they were like finley yeah, yeah I mean, you, you lose – you lose. yeah, I mean, you had a heck of a game, but good God, you lose to the Bungles and they don't even have Burrow. Yeah, I mean, you're really looking at yourself in the mirror. And then they pull one off by four points against the Steel, uh, against the Colts. Um, and then the last week of the season, they'd lose a close one to the Browns. But, I mean, they, they were – yeah, they were sitting a bunch of people. So, you know, the vibe I got from Steelers fans after that game was, yeah, we lost to the Browns, but we get to play them again next week and we're going to have our actual players back. Well, you lost by more points, and you gave up more points. So, yeah. I mean, not trying to bash the Steelers, they, I mean, but good God, what happened? There was so much potential, and down the drain. Well, is Big Bing done? He's got Ooh, one more year on his contract, but I, I think he's done. The vibe I've been getting from our uh, official Pittsburgh sports uh, source, uh, shout-out C.J. Schaefer, has been saying that he feels as if Big Ben is coming back, but – he says there's a, it's pretty split about halfway down the middle um, with Steelers fans on if they actually want him back or not. I mean, he's taken up a lot of money that they could make some improvements on. I don't know, maybe a wide receiver that can catch the football. What do you guys think? And not think? dance. I mean, I agree. I think that Ben Roethlisberger is definitely going to be returning. I mean, as a, if I'm like Tomlin, I'm in panic mode. I need Big Ben back because who are you going to turn to? Mason Rudolph? Tell Miles Garrett he's coming back. I bet he'll be really excited. Licking his chops. But he's over here getting ready. He's getting the helmet nice and shiny for, uh, <laughs> for the nice doink on the head. Yeah, getting the, the poxy glass in the gym. But, I mean, I definitely believe Ben Roethlisberger will be back. There's no way he's going He's out. making $19 million a year, and he's a washed quarterback. He used to be really great, one of the best quarterbacks, but he's washed, and he's taking up too much money. Their, their offense is one-dimensional. They have no run game. I mean, James Conner's a respectable running back. He's probably top ten in the league. I say. I think he had a downfall year off of what he's been yeah. doing, though. I mean, because also you got to think about it. That old line started out really fresh. I'm pretty sure they lost one or two guys right off the bat, and then it was just downhill from there. I mean, there's plenty of times where James Conner should have been able to push it in, but the old line just couldn't get the job done. So, well, I mean, so what's the stu- they Can they cut him? No. I think I don't think they can cut him. I think the I, only option is to trade him. I, what I think is you leave him there for the year, right? You go out, you draft your quarterback. You let him learn under Roethlisberger. 
for a year. So you say, I mean, quarterback is very deep this year. You think Pittsburgh goes quarterback in one of the first rounds? I mean, you don't trust Mason Rudolph. I don't. And I don't even like I, don't I think like Big Pittsburgh. Ben's done, so I think you got to go quarterback. I mean, how long have they been good for? They have been a respectable team for this whole this whole decade. But it seems like they just like – it's so rare where they actually get over the hump. I mean, they've had to deal with the Patriots for so long and Tom Brady, and they don't have that speed bump anymore. But, I mean, that speed bump gets out of your way, and here comes Josh Allen right at the same time. And, I mean, that guy's going to be dominant for the next ten I years. I think if Big Ben is back, then they don't even make playoffs. It's just wash season. I mean, oh, I don't, know about, I don't know about that one. I mean, also the whole thing with Juju. I mean, Juju's on Fortnite playing in different uniforms, <laughs> and I'm a free agent. I know a lot of people are saying it's just like Juju being Juju, but, I mean, Corvette, Corvette. Who knows where yeah. he's taking that Corvette, Corvette, where he's going to be playing. It should be interesting. I hope it's not Carolina. We've got wide receivers, and we don't need that. Yeah, we, we got too many of those. Yeah, we got one of the best trios in the NFL. I mean, Juju's hot take. How's that? Okay. Name it's another better trio. No, another better. Another better. Trio. Let's three. see. Right. One uh, through three. Who's better? I would say, I mean, you have the Packers. you got uh, Devontae Adams, Lazard, and Valdez, Scantling. We're all yeah, really I can good. give you that. I can give you that. Um, let's see. I mean, statistically, or just like if we're talking, because DJ Moore had his off game, so if we're going to talk the Steelers again, you got Chase Claypool, you got James Washington, Deontay you got Johnson. Deontay Johnson, Juju. Juju. I think they, I, mean, I still think I said one of the tops, and not there's two. I, mean, uh, I still think uh, the Panthers are more concerned. I mean, I mean, there was a lot of times where it seemed like if you were a wide receiver for the Steelers, you couldn't catch COVID or a cold. And they, they had two receivers over 1,000 yards and then one with all-purpose yards over 1,000. And, I'm not and it's Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I'm not bashing Teddy. We're also forgetting what's going on in Seattle. you got DK Metcalf. Lots of pain not picking him in the draft and said we decided to take JJRK White. <laughs> Man, that caused me a lot of pain. you got Tyler Lockett and, I mean. Was it David Wilson? Is that his name? Or no. Eighty-three. I forgot his name. So I, know, I think it's DJ Moore. But I can tell you one thing. Once Deshaun Watson gets out to Bank of America Stadium in the big blue cathedral over there in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, with Christian McCaffrey back, God, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, 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 Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> yeah, you got David Johnson over there who's definitely an injury-prone running back. Maybe you throw Mike Davis in that package. I'm I mean, after a really appealing year. Straight, like, I've thought about it. Do you trade CMC for Deshaun Watson with no, Mike no, Davis? No, I don't I, think so either. I think you give him Mike Davis and some draft picks and say, here you go. I mean, I think that's appealing. Mike I mean, Davis. Yeah, is. Too. You're giving up Teddy, too. Yeah, I'm about Teddy me, can hey, go Teddy's, wherever he Teddy's wants. contract can you guys get out. Yeah, goodbye. Right. Teddy. If you guys trade CMC, I can't wait to be on this podcast. If we trade CMC, yeah, I'm going to laugh. I wouldn't, I, but I've just seen that as one of the things where it's like one player from one player straight up, that would be something that people have thrown out there, but I don't like it. But, hey, no. Teddy Bridgewater, Mike Davis, and uh, some picks for Deshaun. I'm down. How about them How about them Panthers? How about them Panthers? Keep Good pounding, play. baby. All right, we just we're just a bunch of podcast guys trying to speak it into existence. All right, let's go around the horn and uh, get everybody's uh, thoughts on who's going to win these conference championships games in the NFL. And uh, you know, since we're just such huge betting analysts, guys, let's go ahead and think if we're going to cover or not. Uh, right now, the NFC Championship has uh, Green Bay minus three and a half, and Kansas City minus three. Uh, I'll start off, and then we'll go to uh, Beck and take it around the horn, and we'll finish off with our uh, best better. Mr. Justin Blaine really get his insight on things. Uh, I'll take Green Bay over the Bucks. I think they cover. I think they win by more than three and a half. Um, Tampa's, Tampa's defense is good, but 
Good God Almighty, Aaron Rodgers is like the second coming of Christ. Um, Kansas City and the Bills. That's going to be, I mean, it's so it's so unknown with the status of Mahomes, but uh, even if Mahomes plays, I like the Bills to at least cover minus three if they don't win outright. So I'll go, uh, I'll, I'll take Bills in the three points. So, uh, Beck, what are your thoughts? I think Bills will win by touchdown. They're hot. They've been hot. Been Even with Mahomes? Yep. They're there you go. I hear you. I think Bucks will cover versus the Packers. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game than everyone thinks. Two loaded offenses. I think it will actually be on the lower side of scoring. It'll mm. probably be around 20. Potential snow in the forecast. So that's something that'll, I consider. That will be a big game changer. Yeah. Cam? I mean, I think if there's snow in the forecast, it really could go either way. I mean, Tom Brady was playing in the snow a lot over in Foxborough, and so is Aaron Rodgers. But, I mean, unfortunately, I really would like to say that the Packers would win, but I think Brady is just unbeatable. He's the GOAT. He's got to do one last thing and come out and win what? by a touchdown. Nah, I don't and know about that one. With the Chiefs and the Bills, I mean, Mahomes' status with him up with it up in the air, he's got that supposed neck injury. He was looking a little funny on his ankle this weekend. I got the Bills by a touchdown, maybe even more, depending on how they do. Nobody circles the wagons. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think the Bills, they definitely – I think, like like Beck said, I mean, they're, they've they been hot. I mean, they got nothing to lose. The Chiefs are the powerhouse right now. Go in and give them all you got. I think they beat them. But at least a touchdown. That's, what, that's my prediction on that one. And then Green Bay and Tampa, got to go with the Packs. Got to go with the Packers. I mean – it's Rodgers. It's Rodgers. I mean, it's Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I don't care who it is. I mean, it's snow, hurricane, tornado, Wisconsin, Florida, is Mars. I don't care. I don't care. Hammer the Packers. Hammer the Packers. Hammer the Pack. Go Pack. Go. <laughs> Negative. More than your cheese head for this fine coming Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I got the Bucks. Well, here he, here he oh, goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're really going to see who the betting genius is after this weekend. Yeah, you, you <laughs> see. I, yeah. I said, uh, <laughs> I don't think they needed three and a half. I think they went outright, so take the money line, 168, hammer it. Uh-huh. And then, okay. Coming from a guy whose bank it? account is tortured. I, <laughs> I probably will put, I ain't going to hammer it, hammer it, but I'll probably oh, put. Oh, man. As soon as, as soon as you hit submit, Tom Brady. Taking the week off. Uh, that, <laughs> Too that, cold. That, that'll hurt. That'll that hurt. Yeah, maybe torch, but I mean, hey, greatness recognizes greatness. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, I got the Bucks. Well, Bills, Chiefs. I got Bills all the way. Um, I think you got to hammer them with or without Mahomes. Like Beck said, they've been hot. They're only plus 125, so. I think they got a very good shot, and I'll probably hammer that one too. How stupid are we? I don't think anybody's ever going to listen to our podcast again if Mahomes goes out there and throws for like five yeah, touchdowns. I mean, yeah, yeah, we're all going around the horn. Take... It's going to be a shootout. If, yeah, yeah. I, I still, I, it's going to be a great game. I like the Bills. It's be a great game. I mean, in my opinion, though, the Chiefs have a lot more to lose. They're uh, they won a Super Bowl last year. They're trying to defend that again. The Bills are a young team. It's Josh Allen's you first round of the year. Yeah. You gotta, you just gotta battle it out, I guess. This, yeah. will be, this will be a big test. Last year versus the Texans, he completely dropped an egg, Josh Allen. So this would be a big chance. He's redeemed himself all playoffs, but this would be a chance to put the uh, nail in the coffin on NBA. So did the Bill? Did the Bills and Chiefs play in the regular season? Mm, uh, I can't remember. I'm I checking. Think so. I think the Chiefs beat them. But how, what, how much? Because the Chiefs only had one loss all year, and it was to the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, a, Raiders, what a game that was. Teams. Yeah, the Raiders couldn't that one, figure that out. That one cost me a lot of money, too. That one cost me a lot. The Raiders couldn't figure out if they wanted to be a playoff contender or not. I mean, hey, if we're going to call Josh Allen a sellout if he has a bad week this week, 
How about Lamar Jackson? Oh, yeah, that was bad. Lamar Jackson puts up three points for his team. The best kicker in the NFL decides to shank two field goals. Also costs me money. Everything seems to cost how, how you come, money. How come yeah. their, all, their passion offense looks That's the only NFL game I've Yeah, I know. That's, that's, that's interesting right there. I mean, yeah, I always, everyone, everyone's over here like, Lamar Jackson deserves the bag. I don't know about that. I have a nice running back. One playoff game. One. I mean, he's only how many stars has he had? Three? Yeah, he's one and two in playoffs. I mean, the yeah, playoffs so, was first season. That was bad. Yeah, it was really bad. Yeah, everyone, this rookie season, you can't really. Everyone's so quick to jump on Lamar Jackson train after one playoff win, but you're playing against a terrible uh, Tennessee defense, and he clearly showed I don't think he's ready to ball that hard yet. I don't think so either. So, Chiefs and uh, Bills played Monday Night Football week six. Chiefs won at Buffalo 26-17. Uh, Mahomes, 21 for 26, Golly. 225 yards and two touchdowns. Josh Allen, 14 for 27, 122 yards, two tutters and a pick. This is two completely different teams though. Yeah. yeah Clyde Edwards-Alaire rushed for 161 yards. He's, he's, Josh he's, Allen was the leading rusher for Buffalo. Wow. I mean, if that tells you anything. Cole Beasley. Yeah. yeah. Huge. How about yeah. Cole Beasley in fantasy? <laughs> that man was a dog. <laughs> Cole Beasley came over from uh, what was it, Dallas, Dallas. Cowboys, and yeah. Dallas Cowboys wasn't really a big part of their offense for too long, and then just came to here into Buffalo and started balling out. Kudos to him. Definitely a huge part in that offense there. Definitely. Yeah, I feel like we see more than four catches for Cole Beasley this time around against the Chiefs. Most definitely. People sleep on him for sure. Yeah, yeah. he he rides on the radar, but he gets always the job has. Done. Win or lose, I mean, especially after they lost to the Chiefs earlier in the year, there's no way the Bills don't go down without a fight. No. And I can guarantee – I feel very strongly that this is not the last time we see Bills, Chiefs, in the AFC Championship. Definitely. I feel like uh, that's going to be a hot commodity in regular occasion. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's the two of them and uh, other teams are trying to compete with them. Yeah. Agreed. That's football. Let's talk some NBA. Oh, James Harden. We talked about it earlier. This guy. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he didn't get out of the pool swimming laps. Did he? I mean. I want to know how much weight he did actually lose. None. He stayed the same weight. I want to know how many T-shirts it was that he was was wearing in Houston. Was it edited? I mean, was it edited photo? You've seen seen No, I've seen the clip. Like, it was was not edited. I mean, he was – I don't understand. Because, I mean, he made it look very natural. It almost seems, like, unreal. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you saw some of those pictures of him in uh, warm-ups. You know, people were saying, man, he was hitting DoorDash before the game. Yeah. He was hitting the treadmill. Who, uh, there was one announcer, I think it was, with, I don't know, but oh, there yeah, was somebody where they were like, they showed the clip of him when he was going through pregame warm-ups when he, his last game in Houston, he looked like he was wearing 13 shirts. <laughs> and one of the guys, and one of the, <laughs> one of the analysts was like, James Harden definitely had a pregame meal. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awful, man. Yeah, yeah. Crazy idea, though, come out with the James Harden trade. Supposedly, uh, the Rockets had reported that they weren't going to give him up unless they were getting someone like Kyrie in return. Kyrie takes his two-week hiatus, and apparently... God knows what's happening there. ...the uh, trade package, and now all of a sudden Harden's just, in the net. Just three guys that love to have the basketball in their hand. Oh, it should work out great. Dribble no City. No problems at all. Yeah, Dribble City over there in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. You, got, you got three top five players, or top ten. Yeah, but they're so they're so ball heavy. I mean, wouldn't you think that maybe their egos are gonna like clash in ways that aren't good for the team? Have any of them? Katie's the only one that has a ring, right? Kyrie doesn't. 
Kyrie yeah. does. 2016. That's right. He got one of the Cavs. KD had to uh, run to the good teams to win rings. You still yeah. Say, you still the yeah, best as a Thunder fan, I will testify to that. Yeah, but you're still Agreed. playing with two top guards, and unfortunately, I mean, you couldn't get it done, so why not join people who beat you? And that's kind of a shame. You can't take I saw the NBA's I mean, turn I think, hurts, I think that hurts his legacy, in my opinion. Yeah, but he's still an amazing basketball player. This next team's going to have a cakewalk with the Bunnels. There's not a really? Not wow. a single team that can compete with them. Nobody right, in the I'm East is hop, competing. So I'm going to hop in here. I, Who first of all, believe that the Celtics and the Sixers are definitely very capable of doing so. Now, that being said, there is also, you're a Sixers fan. There is also, I am a Sixers fan, yes. I may be a little bias. biased. But now, even though he might not have that much hope around him, there is this uh, large Greek man in Milwaukee <laughs> named Giannis Antetokounmpo, who was very dominant and very good at basketball. Now, is he going to be able to – Beat them, beat the three-headed dragon. Coming around in the playoffs when it matters, they, they Chris Middleton areas. steps up. They made some big moves this year. They picked up Drew Holiday in the offseason. Hopefully that new trio of Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis can spice some things up. Forget Giannis, forget KD. Trust the process, baby. Joel Embiid. Will not oh, be a 76er by the end of the season. Well, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons will not be a 76 Nothing short of spectacular yeah. this year. He's de- number one in the MVP race currently. He's been balling out, doing big things. But now you have the big question mark with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, I mean, I really do think he has the potential to be a very good basketball player, but you really um, don't did know you, what's going to Who happen. did you say was the front runner for MVP, Joel or Ben? Yeah. Joel. Okay, I thought you said Ben, and we were going we to be <laughs> debating. That would have been bad. <laughs> no, I mean, Joel Embiid averaging 25 points. Three assists. He's not. Know. He's not taking down the Nets team on his own. I mean, yeah, but that's the thing. There supposedly there's reports that if Ben Simmons continues to play poorly, he's gonna have. We're gonna get a trade offer for someone like Bradley Beal. Kyrie Irving. How about oh, that? Let's oh, stir oh, that oh, pot. Oh, Just oh, switch them right oh. up and make them see each other in the East Con- in the Eastern Conference Finals. Bring uh, Zach Levine over from the. Uh, they're not trade offers. Hey, I mean, there's, there's been no reports. Been reports that they might be an offer. You got Zach Levine. That's that's their backcourt. That's not going anywhere. I don't know. I mean, at this point, though, the way Ben Simmons has been playing, I'm ready to move on. I mean, unfortunately, Ben Simmons definitely has done us a lot of justice over the years. But, I mean, if you're afraid to shoot the three ball, quite frankly, you belong at the landing courts with me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I I would say if we had a three-point competition and my jumper is more broke than my apartment door currently, (laughs) uh, all I got to say is I think it would definitely be quite the competition out of the line. Well, do you need need Ben Simmons to shoot threes if Joel Embiid is shooting 40% from beyond the arc? Yes, you do. He's a point guard. Okay, but the thing is, regardless, even if he doesn't really have a great jumper, you need him to have some form of jumper because it it creates a lot of cluster in the paint, which is where Embiid thrives the most. How many attempts does Embiid have from three? Could you get to that quick? I'm going to try to. Embiid shoots from three more than our point guard, which is what he should not be but doing. But if Embiid's out on the three-point line, they, yeah, but he's they, not. You know, if they both could not shoot threes, they're not going to work out. The same thing with Westbrook and Capella last year. All right, ready? That's let's let's, let's take a line back to when the Sixers played the Raptors in, uh, last year or two years ago. First off, I hate to interrupt, but let me answer Beck's question. Currently, Embiid is averaging taking three threes a game, which okay, for a center is notable. Respectable shooter, very respectable. I don't think you have a problem with Ben Simmons and him on the same at the court at the same time. All right, so let's rewind to two years ago in the playoffs when uh, we played the Kawhi Leonard Raptors. Man, one day I think I fainted after I watched Kawhi hit that triple doing shot. <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, every time that shows up on Instagram, my roommates are always like, "Hey Cam, look at this," and I'm like, "Hey, 
This no. is awful. <laughs> so I mean, you look at that. You look at that last two and a half minutes or so. Brett Brown, terrible coach, loser, should never have a job in the NBA ever again. He's but a wow. Brett Brown, a stud. Decides to put Joel Embiid, who most thrives in the paint on the three line, because our point guard, who should have a jump shot, can't shoot. I mean, if you cannot shoot, then you either need to go see a shooting specialist, like someone like Lethal Shooter, or just anybody, because. If he cannot figure that out, he will be traded or we will pay repercussions. He doesn't for it. even need the three ball. If you can even have a consistent mid range. Exactly, but he doesn't even have that, which is the problem. He is literally a joke. Like I just said before, his jumper is about as broke as my bedroom door. And if anybody wants to come on and take a look at that, that shit it is, is broke. Yeah. It doesn't it even is. close. My bad. It does not. Just like Ben Simmons does in the playoffs. Wow, Oof. just bashing your own teams. Hey, but he says a, he's up. That's there. Philly for you, man. Hey, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it real. I'm a, I'm a diehard Sixers fan, and I feel like Embiid's our guy. And if Simmons can't do what he has to do, we need to look other ways. That's how it is. I've been supporting him for the longest time. My roommate from last year can confirm that. That I really do love Ben Simmons, but he unfortunately is just not our guy right now. Yeah, I mean, what's I he having? Twelve, nine, and eight, and you were and you're supposed to be an All Star. 12, 9, and 8. Let me check real quick. I mean, I'm sure you know it off my the top of your gosh. head because I mean, Ben like Simmons 12, is your life. That, that's, that sounds like my my player stats. <laughs> <laughs> my 65 overall might average that in high school. Let's see. Let me tell you something, though. As I'm looking at the roster right now, Seth Curry, before COVID? Dude. Seth On my Curry fantasy team, is the looking real good. Deal. Seth Curry is legit. Better yeah. than his brother? Okay, no. stop. 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 Darren Moore definitely made the moves to uh, balance out Ben Simmons shooting, but Danny Green, definitely a great veteran piece, shooting like garbage. Okay, he well. needs to also figure it out. <laughs> and unfortunately, if you're gonna if you sign Danny Green and you have someone like Ben Simmons who has a ton of value and can't shoot the basketball or can't just simply can't score, he looks afraid. Well, Ben Simmons is making thirty million dollars right now to average twelve points, which is ninety sixth in the NBA. Uh, nine rebounds, which is 16th in the NBA, and probably very top of the point guards list, and uh, eight assists, which is fifth in the NBA. But he's just not scoring. And it's a problem. If, it's you're, a getting, problem if you're getting $30 million a year and you were a former first overall pick of not too long ago, that, you got to put the basketball you got, in. What was he, 6'10? 6'11. 6'11, 240. You got a seven foot point guard out there, let's put it at that. You know how many problems that creates on the court for a defense? Yeah. You can't put, you can't. He can't be guarded by a point guard. He's too small. He can't be guarded by a forward. He's too slow. That's, I think he's. Sc- I mean, the thing is, I think he's just playing scared. He's uh, scared of all the people giving him crap about his jumper. About how for he instance, can, yourself. How he has the inability to score the basketball. You're the problem. To be honest, <laughs> You're it's, the problem, it's, a, it's a mental and a physical game. If you're really all about your game, you have to improve. And if you look at Ben Simmons' numbers in his rookie year compared to now, there's nothing that's really changed besides the field goal percentage has dropped. And quite frankly, I've had enough of it. Let's look at his career projections. How much longer until you you said you cut you give up on? I would say the All Star break is probably when we need to really think that if he's not doing well. And you guys are sitting what? You guys are sitting nine and five in the East, third seed right now. Indeed. Young season. Yeah, young season, and uh, we probably should only have four losses. But shout out the NBA for uh, just with eight guys after uh, COVID protocols. But then the Celtics Heat game the next night's canceled. <laughs> I mean, but hey, it showed us who the real baller is, Tyrese Maxey. Shout out him. Played a great game, eighteen for thirty three shooting. About I think it was a little over forty points. He had a great game, and I just could not be happier to see that. 
I mean, looking at that, you could get someone who may be a little less valued than Ben Simmons and have Tyrese Maxey step into that bigger role because it appears he's ready for it. I mean, Seth Curry is all that in a bag of chips, in my opinion. Shout out Daryl Morey yet again. Great GM. When Seth, when Seth Curry players. does not have the coronavirus, book it. I mean, he's dropping I – mean, right now he's averaging 17 points, 2.5 boards, 3.5 assists. And, I mean, let's see how much money you're paying him. Not a lot. Talking about Seth? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a baller, and he's definitely been doing nothing but positives for us. But he needs to uh, get done with COVID so he can hop on the court and uh, definitely help out the scoring load. Because, unfortunately, a seven-foot big man who has uh, an injury history definitely needs help out there. All right, well, I think we all agree that's the favorite out of the East right now. As of right, I mean, yeah, most you definitely. Got, you gotta agree, and then you got teams in the hunt like the Bucks, Celtics, Pacers, Sixers. You can't even count them out. Seth Curry making just under eight million dollars this year, by the way. And I mean, with the West, you got the Lakers, and unfortunately, nobody's gonna top them because they have the best basketball player of all time. Is the okay, okay, okay? I'll save that debate for another time. Is the LeBron uh, James is the king, everyone? Uh, okay, he right. might be the king. Doesn't mean he's the goat. He Everybody, the goat. let's just appreciate greatness. Uh, are we are we assuming that Nets Lakers finals is a lock? I'm going not a lock. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I think it's too early to tell right now. I think it's I too. Mean, I'm going to put half the finals a lock. There's just no way anybody tops LeBron James and the Lakers. I think I think either LeBron or Anthony Davis has to get hurt and yep. miss enough time to where they don't make the playoffs or gets hurt in the playoffs and can't play Agreed. for them to not win the West. And also that team is just so deep. You have LeBron and AD holding down the roster. Then you got uh, someone like Dennis Schroeder who's coming off a great year and is playing definitely well, is fitting in really well with the team. You have Kyle Kuzma who has a really high ceiling and just needs to get in the flow of things. Their big man is definitely a problem. Shout out to White Howard for joining us in Philly. Kind of screwed them over, but I mean, I just really think that there's no team that can top the Lakers hey, I mean, right now. You look at the stands right now, it's really a two-legged race between Lakers and Clippers. You got the Jazz in the third. I mean, the Clippers did beat the Lakers the yeah. whole time they've played. I mean, I mean yeah, so it can't did, happen, but, I mean, but hey, bust a seven series, I'm thinking. Pl- are we going to hop in the playoffs again and see a pandemic period? <laughs> he's been shooting the lights out. He's been, he's he's, been hot. Yeah. Paul George. I bet you if they played in the playoffs this, this year, that would not happen. I mean, I still think best of seven if everybody's healthy. I think it's still the Lakers yeah, to Lakers, lose, but Lakers I think seven. I think the Lakers can lose it. It should be interesting. I mean, you got the Warriors sitting outside at nine. Nuggets have started off so this year. They're sitting at 10 or 11. If they pop in at the AC, that could be a problem for the Lakers in the first yeah. round. That's, that's not an easy matchup. You, right now, if you're facing the Mavericks first round, that's going to be a sweep. Well, I mean, that also depends on a uh, Chris Epsworth saying it's healthy or not, really. I mean, he's definitely a huge part he's of that He's probably team. one of the only people that could actually even, even, even cause problems for AD. Even with Chris Tops, I'm giving them a game at two yeah, tops. Two at tops, probably, yeah. All right, that's NBA action. Let's talk a little MLB free agency. We're starting to... See the wheels turn a little bit. Some uh, some big moves recently. You know, the Yankees going to Yankees. They go out and get Kluber for one year, ten million dollars. After yes, sir. Uh, after some reports come out that apparently when Kluber threw that bullpen down in Florida, he did not miss a spot. So, uh, I mean, honestly, a huge upside for Kluber if you get him healthy. Um, ten million dollars could be a lot of money when you uh, are going after a guy that's old and coming back from an injury. But you know, when you're the Yankees, money's not a problem. Even though they tried to. Play broke with DJ LeMahieu this year, yeah, but I, I they get him too. I don't know what you're doing, it's DJ. I think he's 
$25 million player for your annual salary. Is what you finished second, third in MVP voting? Second or third. I mean, hey, also, you can go back to Kluber hitting the spots in Florida. <laughs> when you're playing in a kiddie park like the Yankees are, I mean, hey, anything's possible. You get those big bats in there, they'll be taking them for a little ride. Over well, I mean, judges. yeah, that's such a – I mean, judges overrated that's, a, uh, that's a very common – well, I mean – Kluber's had success with hitting that, hitting his spots, and he always hunts the outside corner. But, I mean, you go up there and hit the outside corner on a right-handed power guy, he gets one, takes it the opposite way. That right field porch is uh, not too far from the plate. Yeah. Aaron and Judge that, is a tall man, but hey, you hit it in the eighth row, he ain't getting back there. Well, Johnny's about to get a baseball on his hot dog. Yeah. His <laughs> I, mean, how about, I mean, the Yankees are known to use a little bit of a sticky substance. To help out him. So is everybody. How about, how about uh, juicing I mean, those balls? Who knows what goes on? Hey, I say juice the hell out of the balls. I mean. If we, all right, this isn't on our agenda, but let's, let's talk about this because this is going to talk about why free agency is going so slow. Number one stitch in all of sports, Rob Manford can't make up his freaking mind on if he wants a universal DH, if yeah. he wants how, whoever, however many teams he wants in the playoffs. I mean, as soon as they announce DH or not, things are going to really pick up. But, I mean – I think you gotta put a DH in. I think yeah. I think it worked so well if last you year. Want to grow, if you want to grow the game, exactly. you are not going to grow the game by having half the league make pitchers hit. No, Nobody no. wants to watch pitchers hit. If no, you want to grow to free out. people want four hundred foot moonshot home runs from guys that only hit for power, aka Josh Bell, aka Kyle Schwarber. Aaron Judge. Aaron, I mean Aaron Judge can hit for some contact, but I mean, the game is going to grow. People will be drawn to go out to the ballpark when there's 18 guys that can hit home yeah. runs and not 16 guys. Um, All these negatives, though, with Rob Manfred, uh, quite simply connected to the fact that he is probably one of the worst commissioners in all sports. I, I think one of the worst yeah. all-time yeah, sports. Yeah, I can agree with that one. I mean, he does – I mean, what is I – mean, I mean, hey, you got you had David Stern who was uh, – I mean – Basketball commissioner who a lot of people didn't like. Roger Goodell still gets booed every time he goes to the NFL draft. <laughs> yeah. I mean, looking at it just based off of what's going on with MLB and how they can never really seem to keep their minds all together, it really seems that he is a huge problem for the league. And, th- and like, Tanaka is basically – it's basically known that Tanaka is either going to the Yankees or he's going back to Japan. If he turns down the same amount of money from the Yankees that he'd be offered in Japan to leave Major League Baseball and go back to Japan – that's going to ruin Major League Baseball. You know how yeah. terrible that is? Because, yeah, I mean, if we want to make it a global game, let's keep Tanaka over here so we have his fan base in Japan actually yeah. watching our games, and let's keep bringing in these stud 16-year-olds from the Dominican Republic. Let's get let's get the Fernando Tatis, the Juan Sotos, the Ronald Acuna Juniors. Let's grow the game globally. Let's put some games overseas. Good God Almighty, if I could be president of the United States, if I could be president of Major League Baseball, the first thing I would do if I had any power in this world, can I watch baseball? I mean, I live, so we, we're here in North Carolina. We live here in North Carolina, and I can't watch the Washington Nationals, I can't watch the Atlanta Braves, and I can't watch the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. I live five hours from Nationals Park, five and a half from Atlanta. Yep. And then six, five and a half from Camden Yards, Yards, six from Camden Yards. And I'm supposed to have season tickets to go watch those teams? Are we going to have fans? Are we going to have tickets? Well, Rob Rob Manfred, you stooge. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we're having fans. Are we going to start on time? Are we going to – I mean, Rob says he wants to start on time, Rob. 
who knows if he stuck to his word. I think yeah. he's kind of forced it. Nothing's official, but... If he doesn't start it on time, doesn't allow fans, he's going to get chewed out. Yep. I mean, the NFL's got slime zone. We got... We got young Sheldon breaking down a freaking false start. But I'll be damned if I can watch the teams within a seven-hour radius of my home. That is Rob Manford. I, I mean, that's just the – I mean, baseball used to be America's pastime, but it's getting passed because they don't know what to do. No. Like, they have the talent. They have the personalities. You got Mr. Smiles, Frankie Lindor going to a big market. And the, three, the same three guys I just brought up, Tatis, Soto, Acuna. I mean, those guys are flashy – you know, if the bat flip still pisses you off, get out of baseball. You're a stooge. Go to golf. <laughs> stooge. I mean, if we're trying to grow baseball, let's make baseball watchable. Let's make it global. Put some games in London still. Put some games in Japan. Put some games on Mars. I don't care. Let's let's play baseball. Let's watch baseball. We need we need something. We need some kind of sports. They got to market the players, too. You got to be Sunday Night Baseball. They're going to talk about it being Angels, Yankees. Like, no one cares about that. You want you're going to watch that game because of Mike Trout and Aaron Judge. Right. They don't, they don't market it like that. We know we know who's going to win the AL East, especially after the Rays are seeming like they're going to clear out some. So I mean, you're just going to see the star power of you know the Yankees, and you're going to see Mike Trout, poor guy, greatest player of all time, never gonna never gonna sniff November. <laughs> but um, but I mean, we got the NL beast this year. And I don't think I don't think the Nats are on Sunday Night Baseball one time. And I'm not saying they're the favorites right now to win the NL East, but they're going to play a lot of teams in the NL Beast. And they got I mean, if you want to market the guys that are going to make baseball money, Juan Soto, Steven Strat. I mean, there are so many huge names in the NL East. And make you money easily. Yeah, I mean, if you want, I mean, if you want to, if you want people to watch your games, put the ones on national television that people care about. Nobody wants to see. Tigers Orioles on ESPN Sunday Night Baseball with Alex Rodriguez breaking it down for you. <laughs> I mean, let's put let's put some characters up in the booth, aka us, and let's get some star <laughs> power out on the field with some divisional meaning. I mean, good God, I'd love to just let, let me talk to Rob for five minutes. Tell him he's a stooge. Tell him what he needs to fix. If you aren't the Yankees or the Dodgers, Sunday Night Baseball is never really a lot for nope. anybody. Right. I mean, I mean you're, unless you're one of those big market teams yeah. who, uh, you know, may cheat or not cheat to get where they are, you just quite cheating is in every game. Let's talk. Let's talk about the pine. Baseball. Let's talk about sticky substance, pine tar, whatever that uh, that Angels clubhouse, whatever guy. Yeah, the Garrett Cole situation. Garrett Cole. I it was all kinds of big names, but I mean, of course, I threw Garrett Cole in there because he's associated with the Yankees and it's a story associated with cheating. So of course, he's the headliner. And there's other <laughs> big names. I mean, I know Scherzer was in there, but I mean. I know the I know a bunch of position players have came out and said, you know, let them use the pine tar yeah. because I mean, everyone does it. Yeah, I mean, the sticky the sticky stuff. It's rosin and bug it's, spray it's, and it's pine a tar. Thing. Just, they do it, you do it. You don't say anything about it. Right. You let it go on. The batters say, you know, use it because if they if they use it, the chance of a one hundred two mile an hour cutter going yeah. to my jawline is a lot less lower. Yeah. And in addition, got a point. I, mean, I feel like they have bigger problems within baseball than worrying about if someone's using pine tar or not. Yeah, right. Look, um, let's look over at the. Uh, so the Mets are on a tear right now. Oh, I mean the whole. Talk to me nice. I mean geez. they are. I'm going through this free agency list. I mean you got Samuel McWilliams, 25 year old starting pitcher. You know much on him or? Uh, I haven't heard much about him. I think what we claim him off. Yeah, I mean he was with the right here with the Rays last year. Oh yeah. 
Big, big right-hander, right? Big right-hander, yep. And, I mean, you got James McCann. I mean, that was a... Oh, I mean, you, what are you going to get? Real Mucho, what he wants? I, I mean, mean, he's uh, 30 years old. You can't really pay a catcher for seven, eight years at the price that he wants. It's really risky. I mean, JT's not going to catch for the next seven or eight years. I mean, eventually you can yeah, move him to we, first and he can got, still hit bombs. We but. got an 18-year-old prospect coming out. I think it's Francisco Alvarez as a catcher. So that's going to bridge over the years. So by the time it cans up with his contract, he should be up here. Hopefully we don't move him. But we got some new front office. Bye-bye, Will Uncle Pons. Stevie. Bye-bye, Will Pons. I absolutely despise you guys. <laughs> Being a Mets fan all my life has been the worst thing I could have ever asked for. And, I mean, Steve Cohen's gotten, got the fans more riled up than they ever asked as for. A, as a Nats fan that does not like seeing the Mets succeed, <laughs> I I love Steve Cohen, and I think Uncle Steve is going to be hard, part of the campaign that somewhat saves baseball. I think I think we get old Stooge Rob <laughs> out of the office and put uh, – Put Uncle Stevie, make him commissioner. Who knows? I mean, hey, speaking of my team, still go for it. <laughs> speaking of JT, I mean, I'm over here as a Phillies fan. The offseason was looking real slow. We just got Archie Bradley on a cheap deal. He looks like he could be legit. How many um, games did that bullpen go for you last year? Uh, plenty of games. I mean, last year I watched the Mets blow or the Mads give us the shaft at least twice. <laughs> <laughs> that was really wasn't it though? At one point, wasn't it the worst bullpen ERA of all time? Wasn't oh, it like sure. above seven? I mean, hey, but you had people like Matt Clentak who thankfully, thankfully got fired after literally going to the press after three or four blown bullpen games in a row telling them, oh, yeah, we don't need re- bullpen pitching. I'm sitting over here, I'm like, what? Are we watching the same game? Are you playing MLB the show? You are a joke. <laughs> this Thankfully, is what, that clown was brought right back to the circus. This is what, I, I don't know why this happens, but I frankly, I love it as a Nats fan. If you Google Philly's bullpen ERA, uh, you get Philadelphia's on pace to finish the season with a 717 bullpen ERA, the highest MLB has seen since the Phillies posted an 801 mark in 1930. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. That's the article. But the picture that goes with it is the Nationals hoisting the World Series trophy in Houston. I don't know why they selected that image, but I'm freaking here for it. I love it. Old Davey Martinez just got the freaking Bennett's above him. That's a beautiful picture. Also, I mean, with JT, if we don't resign him, um, I'm going to be at a loss for words. What are we turning to? Andrew Knapp as an everyday catcher? Hell this yeah. This dude has been sitting in AAA for years. Was it? Years. I saw Knapp. Guess what? You know, everyone's like, oh, he had a great year. Yeah, guess what? Have we have we looked at his stats before that? He is horrendous. It was a 60-game 60 60 season. He, okay, yeah, he did some. He definitely did some justice when JT was hurt down the stretch. But, you know, he is just simply not the guy. And if we can't get JT because we can't afford him, we better have some sort of backup yes. plan or we're going to be sitting there with a hole in the ca- as a catcher on the field and in the back. Yeah, there's no other catchers out there, too. It's either JT or Bust. I mean, you kind of don't want to give him the money that he wants. Well, yeah, I mean, we have a really young uh, really young guy in our farm system right now. I think he's about 18 years old. I don't really know. I'm not sure of his name, but supposedly he has a lot of upside. But, I mean, what are you going to call up an 18-year-old? Yeah, really? you yeah, can Here's an every other day position. No. You can have Andrew Knapp mentor. No. How about this? <laughs> Sam Fold, wake up, do a little something. Let's get let's get the ball rolling, whether it's just even talks, just to try and bait JT and maybe he'll come in for a little lower. But again, no. some some more great poor management by the Philadelphia Phillies. By Philadelphia, period. You want to talk I, about poor management? What? You want to talk about poor management? Let's go check out the Red Sox. I think oh. the Red Sox are leading the offseason in, quote, in talks with. I mean, you signed Hunter Renfro 
I mean, it, for what? Big, big right handed. I don't know right now, but he's he's got potential. But every single year he's on the de- on the decline. Is Benatendi out of time? Then you're getting I just, you're getting, ass, sale, you're getting sale back. You're getting price back. Price has got to be on his uh, last leg in the league coming up. I, we, we have no offense. But you got Sale coming back. That's a sign-on picture right there. Yes, but... He's uh, untouchable. You got... I know you're not a big fan of him. You got Devers. Yeah, last year, Devers couldn't throw it, it, you, you 50 gotta, feet. You kind of got to throw that season out the way. I mean, people had bad seasons all over the league that you didn't expect. Yes. You got Bogarts. Bogarts, MVP candidate. I know you guys got Ben and you're talking about moving him and stuff like that. There's potential there, but why can't we succeed last year? We were really... Dog water last year. I mean, absolutely. Worst record dog in baseball, water. right? Zero earnings. Terrible. Just terrible. I mean, I know 2020 is a, you know, you can call it a fluke. Um, you know, whenever you can use 2020 to benefit your argument, you do. Whenever it hurts your argument, you don't use it. You throw it out the window. But, um. Well, I uh, saw something where it was like John Lester uh, after signing that. Yes, game. let's Rats. talk about John um, Lester. Some Red Sox fan decided to retweet uh, one of the tweets about John Lester signing and uh, described it as a ice cream sundae with screws and gasoline. <laughs> That's about the situation over there in Boston. As yeah. They're watching another decent pitcher on the market take a swing and a miss from the Red Sox and go to a team that and we definitely We have them starting pitching. I mean. Yeah, Red Sox 24-36 and 36 last year behind the Orioles. Um, they finished one game in front of the Tigers, two games in front of the Rangers. You, Let's see how that stacks I mean, against you, the you National think League. The Red Sox are gonna finish. They last. had third worst record in baseball. Pirates had 19 wins. Um, Tigers had 23. Red Sox had I mean, 24. That, that, oh, sorry, Rangers also had 22. That sorry. AL East is gonna be. It's probably going to be run by the Yankees, but you got the Blue Well, I mean, let's see what happens with old George Springer. If he, if he goes to the Blue Jays, they'll make some noise. But I mean, I nah, they, like, they can compete for a wild card, I feel like. But I don't think – I mean, the AL is so weak. The Rays trade away Snell. Don't agree with it, but – I don't know either because it's not even like they were dumping salaries on a great contract. They always put together a respectable squad, so I feel like they'll still be in the talks. I mean – Razor going away. Orioles were exciting to watch, too, for a little bit last year. Over, yeah, they were. Over the first 15-game streak, they weren't even – they weren't terrible. They I mean, they were twenty five. They had a they twenty five and thirty five, which as a recent to the Warriors. Trying to chalk them up to be easily the worst team, but they had a stretch where they were. No, yeah, they're they're on they're 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 not going to compete this year, but it's not going to be long. I could be mistaken, but I feel like the Yankees are the only team in that division who's really even made any noise this offseason. I mean, hey, all I gotta say, uh, going back to Garrett's point with the Red Sox. If you guys are finishing worse than the Phillies last year, regardless of a pandemic, <laughs> if uh, Godzilla's in town, I don't know what it is, but that is definitely quite a shame. And the only bright spot out of that last season was Verdugo. I mean, he he was under the radar, but he had. I mean, he batted three oh eight last year. Yeah, Not right. bad. I mean, Sox that you had to trade away best, but you yes, could, you but couldn't call up the money. We could. We didn't have this because our. Previous owner put us in a hole. At least you got something for him. What was – I'm just, like, really curious. Like, I don't know if there's maybe something I missed with that whole sequence, but what were you guys thinking deciding to not pay him and then letting him walk and then just thinking, oh, he's going to fall right back in our arms this I don't know. Season. I feel like he wanted out of time. Really deal. Isn't it true that he, like, he wanted out of Boston? It was, it was in talks, but – Well, what I read, they, the previous – I think it was GM somebody put us in such a bad hole. I mean, we, we couldn't pay him. You have money tied up to yes. You have money tied up to sale. You, you I think Price is making thirty million a year. You got Bogart, I don't know how much Bogart is making, but he's you, making them. He's making good money, I bet. 
Has anybody seen if John Lister's deal has officially been confirmed? Because I've heard one year, four mil, which as an ads fan, for that being our fourth starter, that would make me very excited. But um, I was I was really hoping we wouldn't overpay him. But if it's one year, four mil, that will make me smile. Yeah, but if it's anything over seven mil, wah, wah, wah. Well, so looking back at the Red Sox payroll or whatever, I mean, Chris Sell's making $30 million, Bogart's making $20 million. Uh, J.D. Martinez, $19.3 million. And then, I mean... He's the DH, though. Yes, and That's, then you got Eovaldi. Let me try to say his last name. Evaldi, yeah. excuse me. $17 million. Jesus. Petroya is still on here for $12 million. <laughs> Yeah, they are still paying the, the PD wow. and arm and Making the Phillies look real good when they're paying people. So what's the what's the total salary for um the Red Sox starting rotation? The starting rotation? Hold on, I, I think mean, I feel like sales, I just sales making thirty, prices making close to thirty. You got Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah, uh, Martin Perez, four point five million. I mean, you just picked him up too, right? Yes, I think so. I think that is correct. I mean, you got uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, eight point three million, and he was awful last year. <laughs> just terrible. I mean, I know he's been. I mean. Where'd he go, Mister? Right there. He's twenty-eight years old, so there's still potential to grow. But you're gonna be riding. You're gonna be riding sale price in him all next year. I mean, yep. if you guys are good, so be it. I mean, I think you guys are winning no more than eighty games, seventy games in that range. Chris Sale is currently making more money this season than Patrick Corbin, Zach Wheeler, you Darvish. Um, Madison Bumgarner, Marcus Stroman, Dallas Keuchel. Don't don't forget who Sale is. He's He's legit. He was yeah, legit he is, before he got hurt. He's definitely a great pitcher. He's going to come back and he's going to be serious. He's going to be the real deal. I mean, the way I see it right now is at this table, we have a Braves fan, we have a Nats fan, we have a Mets fan, we have a Phillies fan, Poor and we got a Sox fan. So I know I'm going to get thrown on the bridge for this one, but I would say the only team here right now that definitely is a lock for being very good is the Atlanta Braves. I agree. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I mean, I mean no you have, you have way too you. many I'm pieces of said across it. from your pitching staff to the fielding to hitting. It yeah. really you yeah. got you have Stay a whole healthy. balance. I mean, go out and sign Charlie Morton this year. You got, I mean, you got Soroka coming back. Yeah. I mean, as, as great as that John Lester signing was for the Nats, they really could still only be three pitchers deep. Our bullpen really showed up. Too, didn't they? Drew Smiley. The Mets definitely have a bright yeah. future, but I feel yeah, so. like I feel like Steve Cohen definitely is not the only thing that could like help them go in the right direction. The Phillies are the Phillies. Philadelphia well, sports are a joke, and they, are they, the Red Sox are the Red Sox. They, yeah, I was gonna bring that up. The uh, the playoff talks. Basically, I saw an article where they were talking about expanding the playoffs after kind of what they did last year. Uh, Fourteen teams. Highest record in each league gets a first round bye, and then the other two division winners and four wild card teams play a best of three wild card series. Um, I think that would be kind of cool for the NL because of how deep it is. Um, AL, I think it's. I don't. I don't like it for the AL because I think there's only like maybe three teams that could truly compete for a title in the AL, being the White Sox, the Yankees, and if Houston. Makes moves. You got the twins too. The they athletics. Just, yeah, the athletics too. Yeah, the twins. Yeah, the the twins have to kind of do some responding to the White Sox. I feel like, but I don't know. What do you guys feel about expanding the playoffs? When did they they move to? I like it more playoff games. They ex- they expanded it in the middle of the 2010s. Manfred kind of got backlash for it. I feel like it worked out. 
Only got one year of this new playoff format. Still thought it was pretty good. And, I mean, you can't really bash until you see how it works. But 14 teams, I feel like it's a lot. It's a lot, yeah. Well, I mean, let's think about it. For the NL, because that's where people are going to excited, be excited about watching yeah. a lot of playoff baseballs on the NL. You're going to have – I mean, the top team is – if it's probably going to be the Dodgers. Dodgers. Padres. The three, the three division winners will probably be the Dodgers, who will probably have the best record, the Braves, and God, whoever wins that Central, which is going to be pitiful. Wide open. Yeah. Brewers, hopefully. They if Yelich comes back, maybe, but, I mean, that Central is going to be pitiful. And, I mean, your four wild card teams are what? Padres, Mets. Probably. Maybe Nationals. Maybe if Phillies figure out, you know, Oh my God! We're actually in the off season. We're supposed to do something right now. Maybe the Phillies, Marlins <laughs> yeah, snuck in. Mar- yeah, Marlins is against. I mean, they're young, but I don't know. Season, it's just sprint. I mean, the NL East is so good this year. I have a hard time seeing them actually contending. Also, Marlins faced a ton of COVID issues last year. I think they faced a lot of adversity. The fact that they made a even game in the playoffs too against got a game against the Cubs was absolutely massive for them with the way the franchise was going. Yeah. But NL East is, or not the East, the whole NL is wide open. Yeah. Especially with this expanded The NL Beast. It's going to be, it's going to be good baseball. If only Manfred would make it freaking watchable. That would be, <laughs> be awesome. All right, we're going to wrap it up with a segment that we plan to wrap it up with every week. Uh, it's going to be called This Time Next Week, dot, dot, dot. And uh, so we're going to dish out our hot takes for what's going to happen over the next week. Uh, I'll start it off. We'll go around the horn the same way we went with uh, football predictions. I'll start it off. I'll go baseball. This time next week, George Springer playing in O Canada, O Canada. He's going to sign with the Blue Jays. Uh, it's, that's just me hoping to speak into existence that oh, wow. the Nats don't have to face Springer and uh, old Mr. Smiles up there in the Big Apple. But, yeah, I, think, I, I definitely think he's going this week, and I – Really hope it's to the Blue Jays. So, this time next week, George Springer is a Canadian player. Wow. Dude, Over to you, Beck. This time next week, I didn't say the Packers would come out and win versus the Bucks, but I think also it's Tom Brady, and I think there could be a big upset there. And you'll see uh, Bill's Bucks in the Super Bowl down in Tampa, Florida. Oh, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Uh, this time next week, I believe there will be extremely serious trade talks between the Sixers and the Wizards regarding Bradley Beal for Ben Simmons as the Wizards are getting ready to just basically blow up their franchise because they're just playing quite poorly and the Sixers are ready to move on from Ben Simmons and have Bradley Beal in the Sixers uniform. <coughs> go Sixers, baby. <laughs> are you right. kidding me? Trust the process. I think you just go ahead and confirm it. I don't even. Th- I think you say this time next week, deal's done. Are you deal going that far? I'm, I'm at a loss of money. <laughs> deal is done. Deal is Bill. Hey, it's my hot take. You're right, <laughs> you're right, but... Right. Maybe it's freezing speaking cold, into but existence. speaking into existence, Bradley Beal will be a sixer and we'll be dropping 60 I mean, I kind of went the same way. I mean, you got the... Some, this time next week, I predict the fight, it was, what is it, Saturday on ESPN Plus, the McGregor and Poirier. I mean, they've already met once. But McGregor just he's, he needs to get knocked down a few more times, you know. I say I say Poirier pulls it out. This time next week, McGregor's being bashed by the media, including I, us. He's just he's he's been retired <laughs> how many times now? I mean, he's been sitting on his ass. Went to boxing, came back. To I, I I say it's it's a done deal. I mean, hey, McGregor knows a little bit about bashing after he decided to uh, bash a tour boss on one. That is yeah, that is freaking stitch. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first. I'm to be fair. 
Justin, what do you think? Uh-oh. I see Uh-oh. Buffalo Bills pulled up. Nobody circles the wagons. <laughs> I mean, I got the Bills. Uh, like I said earlier, I said you only need the spread. They're, they're just going to beat them. I think it will be a shootout. I think it will be kind of close, but this is the coldest take of all time. Disagreeing I, with, just agreeing <laughs> with, yeah, I think the Bills Vegas. are going to win the football game. Uh, How about this time hey, next public. week? Vegas always wins. Let's come on, it. give Let's me some hot. This time next week, Josh Allen's got 500 yards under his belt. <laughs> come on, think, give me some. What, what do you think the deficit is going to be? What do you think it's going to? I think it's going to be like 37, 48. It's going to 100 percent be a shootout. This time oh, yeah. next week, Patrick Mahomes retired after pure embarrassment against the Buffalo Bills. I, I, he's playing hurt. I, I just if he so plays. Your, so so your just... hot take is this time next week the Bills have won. Yep. Wow. Seriously? I guess we made it over to the cold takes. That, yeah, seriously, <laughs> it got colder and colder as it went. I mean, Kansas is completely unrealistic. This is. <laughs> I mean, this it's is not. Really <laughs> Kansas I terrible. I follow all Sixers-related people, and they have said that Bradley Beal and Ben Simmons is definitely a possibility. And you know what? That's Trust a Sixers standpoint. See standpoint. the progress. Let's go. Wow. I bet it. No right. Brett Brown? Nah. Stooge. <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for coming out to the first episode of To Be Fair. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We're going to be doing this once a week, not sticking to any strict schedule on when we're dropping yet, but it's going to be once a week. Um, Hopefully we get some MLB free agency, some good playoff football, maybe. Who knows? James Harden puts 30 more pounds on this week. (laughs) We need George Springer in the blue and orange next week, baby. He's not going back to the Astros. Or the Mets. Maybe some clarification on the quarterback situation in Philly. (laughs) Or JT Realmuto. Or what? Philly. Philly Stoochtown. Thanks for coming out, everybody. Hope to see you next week. Give us a follow on Twitter, at To Be Fair Podcast. We love you. Have a great week. Go sports. See you next week. Take care.